Hi there, this is Patrick, and you're listening to Youth St. Stephen, a podcast produced by the youth ministries here at St. Stephen Lutheran Church. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're with us. Enjoy the message. Let's talk about a true story. Many of our favorite movies, from Toy Story to Moana, tell the stories of characters who are on a journey to discover who they are and what they were created to do. The stories in scripture are like this too, but with one big difference. See, in the Bible, humans aren't the main characters. God is. In our series, we'll explore the stories of people like Cain and Abel, Elijah, Naomi, Ruth, Esther and some of the earliest Jesus followers in order to see that who we are can best be understood in the context of who God is. When we discover who our Creator is, we can better understand who we were created to be. Because of who God is, we can trust how God has made us. We can do difficult things. We can embrace the unknown. And we can take risks for others. Oh my goodness, it is almost Thanksgiving. Ah, I'm so excited. Like the year is just flying at this point. I'm excited. I think that's a good thing. I hope you are ready. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to be exploring some true stories from scripture and some not so true stories from our favorite movies. Now, I want to throw some rapid fire questions at you. Just let them let them meditate in your head. Think about them. Question number one, would you rather stand out or blend in? Question number two, have you ever felt pressure to hide or change who you are? Question number three, have you ever felt like who you are isn't good enough? Question number four, on most days, most days, do you like who you are? And number five, do you know exactly who you are or are you still figuring it out? You know, most of us don't walk around announcing our biggest questions or insecurities, but we all have them. And it's especially true when it comes to our identities. As I said, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about true stories. And we're going to talk about two things, who we are and who God is. We're talking about who we are because many of us have questions and struggles related to who we are and who we are becoming. And we're going to talk about who God is because you and I are made in the image of God, our creator. And to understand who we are, we must understand who our creator is. Now, to guide us through these conversations, we're going to look at a different true story from scripture to discover who God is and who we are too. Before we get to that true story, I want us to look at a not-so-true story I think we can all relate to. Have you ever seen Toy Story? If you have, you know Woody, a cowboy who's the favorite toy of his owner, Andy. Or at least Woody was Andy's favorite before Buzz Lightyear showed up. See, before Buzz, Woody knew exactly who he was. He was Andy's favorite. He was special. He was important. He was a leader. But Woody began to doubt himself when Andy's attention shifted to Buzz. Buzz was a guy with skills, qualities, and areas of expertise that Woody just didn't have. So how did Woody react to Andy's new toy? Insecurity, fear, self-doubt, jealousy. As time went on, those feelings didn't go away. They kept growing until Woody found himself filled with so much hatred for Buzz, man, he was plotting how to get rid of him forever. Now, maybe this story sounds really far-fetched, but it's not. The jealousy turning into hatred thing, I mean, the part about talking about toys, that is definitely fictional. 
The book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, is filled with stories about the very beginning of humanity, including a story about two brothers named Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, we learn that Eve's sons made offerings to the Lord, but only Abel's was acceptable, so Cain killed him. Abel's blood cried out, and God sent Cain away. Now, we don't know why God wasn't happy with Cain's offering. If I had to guess, maybe it's because Cain had an attitude problem. If he didn't have one before he made his offering, man, he definitely sure did afterward. So remember, Cain was so angry with God, so jealous, so afraid of not being seen as important or worthy that he killed his own brother. Now, Cain isn't the only person in scripture who attacked their brother out of jealousy. Later in the book of Genesis, we meet a 17-year-old guy named Joseph, his 11 brothers, and their father, Jacob. We all know parents aren't supposed to have favorite kids, but I mean, you know, Jacob didn't get that message. I don't think my parents got that message. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Only child. I love it. I love it. But you know, you know what I mean. Joseph was Jacob's favorite, and he didn't even try to hide it. Joseph got the bulk of his father's attention and affection, and he even got a new coat. The brothers all knew Joseph was dad's favorite, and they were not happy about it, especially when Joseph started having dreams that he would someday rule over his brothers and bragged about it. Today we're going to be reading in Genesis chapter 37 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm starting off in chapter 37 of Genesis in verse number 5. It says, Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to the dream I had. We were tying up bundles of grain out in the field. Suddenly my bundle stood up straight. Your bundles gathered around my bundle and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you plan to be king over us? Will you really rule over us? So they hated him even more because of his dream. They didn't like what he had said. Then Joseph had another dream. He told it to his brothers, Listen, he said, I had another dream. This time the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He told his father as well and his brothers. Then he asked his father and his father rebuked him. He said, What about this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers really do that? Will we really come and bow down to the ground in front of you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the dreams in mind. In verse 18, it says, But they saw him a long way off. Before he reached them, they made plans to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to one another. Come, let's kill him. Let's throw him into one of these empty wells. Let's say that a wild animal ate him up. Then we'll see whether his dreams come true. Reuben heard them talking. He tried to save Joseph from them. He said, let's not take his life. Don't spill any of his blood. Throw him into this empty well here in the desert, but don't harm him yourselves. Reuben said to save Joseph from them. He was hoping he could take him back to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, he was wearing his beautiful robe. Then they took it away from him and they threw him into the well. The well was empty. There wasn't any water in it. Then they sat down to eat their meal. 
As they did, they saw some Ishmaelite traders coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, lotion, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and try to cover up what we've done? Come, let's sell him to these traders. Let's not harm him ourselves. After all, he's our brother. He's our own flesh and blood. Judah's brothers agreed with him. The traders from Midian came by. Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the well. They sold him to the Ishmaelite traders for eight ounces of silver. Then the traders took him to Egypt. Later, Reuben came back to the empty well. He saw that Joseph wasn't there. He was so upset, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there. Now what should I do? Then they got Joseph's beautiful robe. They killed a goat. They dipped the robe in its blood. They took the robe back to their father, and they said, We found this. Take a look at it. See if it's your son's robe. Jacob recognized it. He said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has eaten him up. Joseph must have been torn to pieces. Jacob tore his clothes. He put on the rough clothing that people wear when they're sad. Then he mourned his son for many days. All Jacob's other sons and daughters came to comfort him, but they weren't able to. He said, I will continue to mourn until I go down into the grave to be with my son. So Joseph's father mourned him. But the traders from Midian sold Joseph to Potiphar in Egypt. Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's officials. He was the captain of the palace guard. Now, just like Woody and Cain, these men allowed their fears and insecurity to turn to jealousy, which turned into anger and hatred. Like Woody and like Cain, Joseph's brothers came up with a plan to get rid of the person who made them feel insecure and insignificant. The only reason Joseph didn't end up like Abel is because one of Joseph's brothers wanted to spare his life. Instead, Joseph was sold into slavery and the remaining brothers told their father Joseph died. We might think jealousy is pretty harmless, something we all experience from time to time. But these stories show us how destructive jealousy can be. Many years after, Cain, Abel, Joseph, and Joseph's brothers, some of the first Jesus followers, wrestled with jealousy too. They didn't attack or throw anyone into a well, but they were getting pretty worked up fighting and comparing themselves to each other. Here's what Paul, the early church leader and author of the letter we now call 1 Corinthians, wrote to help them work through their jealousy. I'm reading in chapter 12, starting in verse 4. It says, There are different kinds of gifts, but they are all given to believers by the same Spirit. There are different ways to serve, but they all come from the same Lord. There are different ways the Spirit works, but the same God is working all these ways and in all people. The Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way. That is for the good of all. To some people, the Spirit gives a message of wisdom. To others, that same Spirit gives a message of knowledge. To others, the same Spirit gives faith. To others, that one Spirit gives gifts of healing. To others, He gives the power to do miracles. To others, He gives the ability to prophecy. 
To others, he gives the ability to tell spirits apart. To others, he gives the ability to speak in different kinds of languages they had not known before. And to still others, he gives the ability to explain what was said in those languages. All the gifts are produced by one and the same spirit. He gives gifts to each person just as he decides. There is so much that we can discover from this passage about who God is and who we are. Who is God? What is God like? For starters, in verse 4, it says God is generous. In verse 5 and 6, it says he's trustworthy. In verse 7, it says he's caring. In verse 11, just and fair. If I had to summarize it, I would say God is good. Now, who are you? In verses 4 and 6, God is with you. In verse 7, it says you have a purpose, and a part of your purpose is to let God use you for the good of others. In verses 8 through 10, it says your gifts are unique to you. In verse 11, it says God didn't make mistakes when you were created. And in verse 12, it says your identity isn't just about you. It's found in community with others. Jealousy, Paul shows us, isn't just destructive. It's illogical. You were created by a God who is good, generous, trustworthy, caring, just, and fair. You are known and carefully designed by your creator who is always with you. You have a unique purpose that only you can fulfill and a whole community of people to surround and support you. If you've ever struggled with jealousy, or you've ever felt insecure or unimportant, I want you to remember this. We can have confidence in who we are because of who our Creator is. Because of who God is, we can trust how God has made us. It can be hard to see ourselves clearly. That might be because we're still figuring out who we are, but it's also part of God's design. One of the reasons we were created to be in community with others is because we often need others to help us see ourselves clearly. When you know who God is, you can be more confident in who God has created you to be. And when you're confident in who God has created you to be, man, it is easier than ever to help others be confident in who God has created them to be. Insecurity makes us feel fear. It makes us angry and jealous. But confidence in God allows us to be courageous, have compassion, and be generous towards others. Isn't that the kind of person you'd like to be? Over the next couple weeks, we're going to spend a lot more time talking about who God is and who we are. You're going to begin to see more ways how you have been uniquely designed, and you'll discover more about who God is. You'll come to love your Creator even more than you do right now. And if you love God a lot, that is going to be incredible. Just wait. This week, I want to challenge you to remember to pray and to trust in this truth. Because of who God is, we can trust how God has made us. Have a great week. Well, hey there, you're still listening. You are the true MVP. 
Give yourself a nice pat on the back. We as a ministry for today's youth pour our heart into these episodes. And when someone goes all in and listens to everything we've got, it makes our heart shine. So thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. Send them a text or a snap and feel free to post us on your story. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can send us an audio message on Anchor. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining in and spending some time together. We can't wait to see you again. Check out what else we've got for you at stephen.org slash youth. And remember, God loves you no matter what. See you soon.